It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 168, Seven Pounds of Pressure. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so kindly for tuning in to this week's episode. You could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to hit subscribe, give your baby boy some five stars, and write a review. Well, how is everyone doing? I hope oh so well. I hope however you're listening to me in your car, in your ear pods, at work, while you're home cooking, I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I hope your summer is kicking off to a good start. Yeah, baby boy is over here in very high spirits. Had a very relaxing weekend. I didn't really do much. I stayed in the house and had me some Bryce Isaiah time. And sometimes that time to yourself can be just so amazing. I am a outgoing person. I love to be around people. I love to just have fun, be crazy. But at the same time, I love my time to myself. And I think that it's just so important that we make time for ourselves. We give unto others, but make sure that we give to ourselves because it's so really important just to have your me time to do what it is that you want, whether it's a personal happy hour in your house, whether it's you laying in the bed watching TV, whether it's you trying new foods, whether it's you reading a book, whether it's you cleaning, whether it's you just jamming to some music. It's just important to have that time to yourself. Now, you know, I just... Laid up in the bed, watched some Netflix series, and oh my God, I watched this Netflix documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. It's a limited docu docu series, and I think it has four episodes, and it examines the rise of Warren Jeffs and the Fundamentalist. Did I say that right? The Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints and his shocking criminal case. No, baby, I wasn't ready for this. Now, y'all know me. I love a good documentary. I love watching documentaries about like cults and like extreme religion and, and different stuff like that because for me it's like I get to put my social work hat on but baby I was not ready for keep sweet and pray and obey and it's really about the the fundamentalist church and their their polygamists and they essentially is I, I mean I don't want to ruin it for y'all but I mean listen you can go on the internet and read but essentially they're like children trafficking they're marrying these children at like 14 and 15 and the guy Warren Jeff is ugh, disgusting um, and it, it's just crazy to see how people can use religion um, in such a negative way for power for greed for sex for children and these prophets you know Jeff is supposed to be this living prophet that he's supposed to be like the God on earth and the people follow him and they are raised in these like really uh, small knit communities where all of the children and the people just are raised in this and so it's all that they know and so at like 14 and 15 you could be married off to a 68 year old man who already has 72 wives and child 
out and the way that they like their money wise sometimes it's really considered in like your daughters and like oh I can give you this daughter if you give me that like it's really sick and crazy but it is a really interesting watch and the crazy thing about it is although Warren Jeffs is in jail he still is considered the prophet of the fundamentalist and he is still like the fundamentalist still are around they still are mm, 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 mm. and after I watched the documentary you know I had to google because there was this uh, place and when you get to episode 4 and they moved to Texas and they built this huge palace uh, to Jeff baby you can still I, you know me I went on google maps and it's still there they are it, it's it's crazy but it is definitely a good watch if you guys watch it let me know what you think about it you know me I also got into love on the spectrum you know love on the spectrum is my judge and we watched season one and two and season three has come out and it is based in the US so I love it now season three I'm gonna be honest with your purple pants posse it don't have nothing on season one and two. The characters are, I, I don't know what it is, but the, I, you know, I just, maybe I have an affection for season one and two and I have come accustomed to some of my favorite characters. Like, you know, Michael from season one and two, he was hilarious, but I just really love Love on the Spectrum and it is a dating show or a documentary series that follows people on the spectrum of all different ages, uh, races, sexualities, and it really documents their need for wanting to find a partner and it's just so interesting I just love it because at times I relate to it so much in the sense of you know I'm trying to find a partner and sometimes I feel like you know and it's just so interesting to see these amazing people that are on the autism spectrum and their levels of autism are, are different and but the one common thread is that they just want to be loved and they want to find a partner and it's just so endearing and I just love it and I relate so much to it because listen I'm you know me I'm out here trying to find a partner now mind you there is a couple of people that have stuck out for me there is Steve he is 63 from San Francisco and he only recently got diagnosed like five years ago and he is just this the cutest guy ever I love Steve he's so fun now I haven't finished the season I'm on episode like five or six and so they really just introduced us to Steve so I'm hoping that Steve finds love there also is baby boy named James he's from Boston uh, he lives with his two parents and he is dating and he really is into um, like what you call it like the the medieval times and baby I just live for James he got long blonde hair his mom and dad be telling him to cut it he's like no I'm not gonna cut it I don't want to cut it uh, we love him there's also Kaylin she's 24 from Greenville South Carolina now she is on the Tinder's apps and is dating and her thing is she hates the fact that she's from the South and that every photo on these dating apps like the guys are holding up dead animals or dead fish and she doesn't like that and so she is you know somewhat dating and then there is this other lady named What's her name? Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. Danny. Uh, Danny is 26 from Los Angeles and she is an animation enthusiast and she works in the animation field. And baby, she listen, she go on the first date, baby, and you think it's love. I, now, I like the guy that she was dating, but she didn't feel like they were a compatible match. So I was a little mad at Danny because you're not going to break my baby boy heart. But I just love just getting into these shows. And so if you have not watched Love on the Spectrum season three, get into it. Let me know. Now, I'm not, I don't love 
love it as much as the first two seasons, uh, but I am slowly warming up to some of the characters. But if you guys watch it, let me know who y'all favorite people are and let me know if y'all think season one and two are better than season three. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm really excited for this week's episode. We got the church announcements and we are covering episode two of P Valley of season two. And I am joined by Dr. Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China, my good, good girlfriend. And we got the baby boy Chappelle from the RHAP and we've got the freak of the week so listen what else but to do but get into these church announcements This week's church announcements. I've got two church announcements for you. One church announcement is, you know, your baby boy, myself, and Wendeezy, they dropped the challenge, the USA that is covering Survivor, that's got Love Island, that's got Big Brother, and it's got Amazing Race. Wendeezy and I, back in March, recorded a first glance of the prospected cast, and so since the challenge on the Instagram last week dropped the cast list, we dropped that podcast, so go listen to that podcast or go over to my YouTube channel Bryce Isaiah and hit subscribe and give that video a thumbs up now the second church announcement weighing on my heart a little bit and I haven't been giving y'all my heartfelt messages in a while but the name of this podcast is 7 Pounds of Pressure now that really comes from this episode of P-Valley and we will get into that when we get into P-Valley but for me the 7 Pounds of Pressure is the things that we carry around in our hearts and in our spirit whether it be hurt whether it be unacknowledged feelings there is just like this seven pounds of pressure in our spirit and over the weekend I had an opportunity to um hang out with a loved one and um, you know for me I love to clean and it's really like my therapy and so I had reached out to this loved one who our relationship is not the best or has not been the best and I um, you know was like hey want to like Come over and clean if you'll let me. And this family member allowed me to clean. And I was like, you know, cleaning their home and just like straighten things up. And while I was cleaning, um, this family member was just opening up to me. And I felt like I was in that space to just listen, because what else I'm going to do? I'm cleaning. And they were just like revealing a lot of different things to me that kind of sort of like softened my heart uh, because I feel like I carry around this seven pounds of pressure towards, uh, you know, this family member for things in the past. And um, I just am not willing to let my walls down. However, during this time of me like cleaning and baby boy was cleaning. Okay. This family member, you know, they just, you know, live like a bachelor. And um, so I was like, you know, on the, my hands and knees, grabbing the bathroom, organizing the, the closets, the shelves, the refrigerators, mopping. They ain't had no mop. So I had to get on my hands and knees. Um, and, you know, this family member was just like really just telling me some things um, that I don't think in the past that I necessarily acknowledged or listened to. And 
and I was just able to empathize and to see things through a different light. And I really felt like in that conversation, I was able to release some of that seven pounds of pressure that I was carrying around in regards to this relationship. And I was able to like, you know, hear them, see them. And it really made me think about the situation a lot differently. And for me, it just was like literally a sense of release. And I bring that to the posse to say that we carry around this you know, I, I don't know why we call it the seven pounds of pressure, but we carry around this weight of different things of like different relationships, different jobs, different like our love interests, or we might be holding guilt over something that we've done in the past, or we might be holding hurt over something that someone has done to us. And it is just really important for us to release that seven pounds of pressure out of our spirit, because ultimately the only person that it really is affecting is you and our time on this earth is limited. And we we don't want something that we perceived or something that we thought of of a person to be holding us back from relationships that we can further or even if the relationship can't go deeper than what it is. But just allowing that person to have space in your heart, allowing that person to, you know, divulge to you some of the things that they're going through and you being able to just listening to release that pressure to them. And so I just really wanted to bring that to the posse just to say that, you know, life is short and there are things that we do. We have our own barriers, our own walls that we put up to protect ourselves. But at times there may be a point where, and again, this person could have done you wrong after wrong, after wrong, after wrong. And you know, you like, I ain't putting down this wall no more. But what I will say is there may be a time that maybe we climb to the top of that wall that we've built and we just look over or we just say hi or we put a little plant at the top of the wall, you know, and, and leave room for growth. And I know that, you know, this might not apply to everyone or the situation might not apply, but there is definitely some level of pressure or something that you are holding on to that. I really hope that listening to this, you can release it and realize that it, it's not your battle and your battle is to just do what's best for you and to love others and treat people how you want to be treated. And even if that person continually hurts you are you've had a history from the past Whew, it's hard to say but you know giving them the benefit of the doubt and you know accepting them for where they are today and not holding the past against them because we don't want the past held against us and you know just releasing that seven pounds of pressure it's a man who, it's a man you, meeting potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, meeting potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week covering episode two of season two of P-Valley. Now I have to give y'all a little update. Purple Pants Posse, I have Chappelle and Sharia here with me. And we talked about the whole episode. However, listen, some seven pounds of pressure was on the internet. And the first half of our discussion uh, was not able to be retrieved. Okay, you see how they try to set your baby boy up. But don't worry, your baby boy will give you the first half and then when we go into the second half of the episode I will have Chappelle and Sharia join us uh, apologies about that but listen some things are just out of our control now episode two starts off with autumn hosting auditions for the grand opening of the pink now we know the grand re 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 reopening of the pink is happening and 
And, you know, Mercedes is not happy about these auditions. Mercedes doesn't really want to bring new people in. However, Autumn is like, well, listen, we need new blood so we can make new money. And if money ain't being made in the pink, how am I supposed to pay y'all? And how am I supposed to give you the money that you need, Mercedes? So Mercedes reluctantly allows uh, Autumn to have the auditions and we are watching the auditions. And it's so interesting. First of all, some of the people that is auditioning, who? A mess. Some of the people are really, really amazing. And two of the people that stand out are these two young ladies named Whisper and Roulette are killing it. And it really reminds us of a younger Autumn and a younger Mercedes. Mercedes is happy with them and they go to make the announcement of who the three people will be. And, you know, Mercedes says Whisper and Roulette. And then all of a sudden Autumn comes and gives, I think her name was like Big Booty Judy or something, gives her the third spot. And, you know, Mercedes is like, listen, this is not the agreement. What are you doing? And so Autumn takes Big Booty Judy to the bar and then Mercedes is able to pick her other uh, two people that will be kind of sort of joining her little earth wind and fire group now after they do the auditions Corbin and Andre come into the bar because they want to meet with Uncle Cliff and Autumn now we remember Corbin from last season he is biracial half black and white and he has I believe three other brothers that are all white and so his relationship with his brothers aren't that good but he is in the the member of the family that wants to buy the pink because they you know they got the deal with the casino that is coming in so Corbin and Andre are meeting with Autumn and Uncle Cliff and they are offering a half a million dollars to the pink. Now we know last season they was trying to only offer like 20,000. Now we're up to a half a million dollars. Autumn being the new owner of the pink, she is very business savvy and realizes if they're offering a half of million dollars now from like $20,000 from a couple of months ago, the value of the pink is worth way more than what they are offering. So they are not willing to negotiate and Corbin gets a little upset and Autumn is like, well, listen, we could talk when y'all offering 10 million million dollars and although uncle cliff is like well listen the pink ain't for sale uncle cliff is like last season when y'all proposed to have this uh land set aside for the casino that's when uncle cliff got out and really kind of raised awareness uh and got the community involved and put a no to the vote because uncle cliff is such a influential member in the community now it also really brought up a really interesting point for me um and that i can talk about a little later when we get to it but the fact that uncle cliff was saying that you know is the community gonna come out for you corbin like they came out for me i don't think so and so when uncle cliff said that i was like hmm that's interesting and why are they making such a big vocal point on this now mind you there is andre who is basically the godson of the mayor who you know Andre and Autumn had a little thing together last season but Andre is married and now Andre and Corbin are coming to make this offer and Uncle Cliff basically is like no way we ain't doing it and the casino ain't coming and that's the only reason y'all want this now now Autumn also says like you know well listen when we get to 10 million maybe we can talk and Autumn also says that like you know uh, she'll sell the land to the casino and but so many ways and so they don't really touch on it in that moment but it is just like hmm autumn but wait a minute the pink ain't for sale but you talking about you'll sell it to the casino so you know autumn is trying to essentially get the city andre and corbin out of it and just go straight to the casino 
Now, after that meeting is over, new flyers come in for the grand re 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 reopening that's supposed to be in two weeks. But the flyers say it's for this weekend. And Uncle Cliff is like, now, wait a minute. Why is the grand opening of the pink this week is supposed to be next week? And Autumn is like, well, we got to get the money in here quickly. Then we discover that it is Uncle Cliff's birthday this weekend. And Uncle Cliff is turning 40. And Uncle Cliff is not uh, happy about the grand re re reopening on his birthday. And he's really kind of downplaying his birthday. He does not want to really celebrate his 40th birthday. Now, as a gay black man who in my lifetime have struggled with celebrating my birthday and being present with it I can completely understand why he would not want to celebrate his birthday or why he would not want to be working on his birthday so it's an interesting scene uh, however listen Autumn is the boss so the grand reopening is going to be this Friday and Uncle Cliff is like well listen since you want to be the boss you can handle it yourself without me so Uncle Cliff goes home to his grandmom Ernestine and he is upset and Grandma Ernestine is like, well, boy, what's going on? And he's like, oh, this girl want to open the, uh, the pink on this week and it's not supposed to be. And she's like, oh, why? Because it's your, your birthday. And Uncle Cliff is just like, Ugh. you know, he says under his breath, like, I can't believe I'm going to be 40 still living with my grandma. And so, you know, again, we can get more into Uncle Cliff and like what he is going through to his birthday. But also Uncle Cliff says it's been about five months since he got a little nookie nookie. And uh, we know that that is a reference to Little Murder. He hasn't talked to Little Murder since last season. And we see that Little Murder uh, on the first episode has been texting him and trying to like, you know, reconnect. But kudos to Uncle Cliff for staying strong and not, you know, responding to Little Murder. So as Uncle Cliff is having this fit, you know, talking to Grandma Ernestine, like, you know, I don't want to do this. I just want to like, you know, be at home by myself for my birthday. Um, Uncle Cliff goes to his room and baby, ooh, purple pants posse. I was living for this scene. Uh, there's a knock, knock, knock at the door. There's a knock at the door. Knock, 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 knock at the door. And Uncle Cliff is in his room and uh, Ernestine answers it. And baby, whoo, it is little murder. Little murder is stopping by uh, to see Uncle Cliff. And Ernestine is like so happy um, to just be conversating with Lil Murder and we know that first season when Lil Murder and Uncle Cliff was kind of like you know doing a dating thing Lil Murder got close with uh, Grandma Ernestine and so Grandma Ernestine is like so excited to see him and he is like is Cliff here and so Grandma Ernestine doesn't really like answer the question but Bebe Uncle Clifford, he hears the conversation and kind of runs to the door and is behind the door while Little Murder is outside. And I believe that Little Murder kind of knows that Uncle Cliff is there because he seems to say like, hey, Grandma Ernestine, can you give this message to Uncle Cliff? And he like taps the door. And so when he is giving the message to Grandma Ernestine, it's not really giving a message. It's almost it's just like he is directly talking to Uncle Cliff. And whoo, y'all know I live for Uncle Cliff a little murder. So Little Murder was essentially saying that he wanted to tell Uncle Cliff that he was sorry about how things ended and, you know, wanted to make things up. However, Uncle Cliff has not been responding to his text messages and he just wants Uncle Cliff to know that he is thinking about him and he's sorry. And the reason for him stopping by is because he is getting ready to go on tour and he just wanted to give his final piece 
before he went on tour and Uncle Cliff is like oh behind the door and there's every part of Uncle Cliff that wants to dive in and like speak to murder but he does not and then when Little Murder leaves he like taps the door and Bebe it's like Little Murder is tapping my heart now you know I have had my experiences with men like Little Murder and I just feel like I am very proud of Uncle Cliff for standing his ground because Uncle Cliff is a openly gay black man and lives in his truth and Little Murder is a a man that is interested in Uncle Cliff however is not really interested in being open with society about that and Again, being as though that I have been in situations like that, it's not fair to you. It's not fair that, you know, if somebody can't completely give themselves to you, um, then they don't they don't appreciate your worth. Now, I am sympathetic to people that are coming into their own and maybe may not be ready to make a public stance. But at least my close friends and family can like, you know, but, you know, Lil Murder ain't doing that. And. Uncle Cliff deserves the world. And if Lil Murder can't do that, then I don't know if, you know, Lil Murder is deserving of Uncle Cliff's time. And I give Uncle Cliff big kudos for not running past that door and listen, putting it on Lil Murder. Because although I'm saying all of that and very proud of Uncle Cliff, I don't know if I would have been that strong in that moment. Okay, because listen, I might have had to little, you know, (laughs) okay, now we then go have this scene with Andre. We know Andre is the godson to the mayor who died. And we know the mayor who died was really trying to get rid of the pink and have that area for the casino. And, you know, he just was at the pink with Corbin and Uncle Cliff in autumn trying to make this offer. But, you know, they wasn't trying to buy. So as he is walking to his uncle's house, he notices that the the water hose is on and it's in the middle of the street and it's like split in two different directions. And then in the two different directions, then it's split in like three different directions. And then from the three different directions, it's split to like two different directions. So essentially, Andre's uncle is like supplying water to the whole community. And so Andre is like, what is going on? So Andre kind of sort of follows the lead to one of the hoses and ask them like um why is this water coming from my uncle house and they essentially say that the uncle um when people would get behind in their water bill and they're in a pandemic people aren't working so i mean you priority comes into we need food first and so they were saying that the uncle would cover the water bill for the people in the community um, until they were able to get it together. So Andre goes in the house and he is looking through the bills and he sees that for the last couple of months, the uncle was paying like $10,000, $11,000 in water bills to the community. Now, we know the uncle wasn't the greatest mayor. You know, he was a little selfish and he, you know, was in the the politicians had him in their pockets. However, we see this also like humanized side of the uncle uh, 
paying the water bill for the community. Now, we don't know if he's paying it out of his own pocket or he is using the city money. But, you know, he is looking out for the people. And I bring this point up to say when I was saying to you guys when Corbin and Andre were offering this money to Uncle Cliff and Autumn and Uncle Cliff was like, well, listen, the people voted and the people are with me. And Uncle Cliff's like, I don't think that you'll be able to get the people to go out again and vote and especially vote for y'all for this casino because the people are with me. I really feel like with Andre discovering this water, uh, it might be a way for him if uh, another revolt comes up to basically say to the people in his community, like, look, my uncle been paying for y'all water. The least that y'all could do is, you know, look out for this casino that's going to bring more jobs and more money to the community. So we're going to have to stay on top of that. Um, then we get a scene from Keyshawn, you know, uh, Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter I, the uh, one dancer that stepped in for Mercedes last season when she was in jail after beating the brakes off her mom for stealing her money. And Keyshawn stepped in for Mercedes on Mercedes last dance and and, you know, really became an internet sensation while she was dancing for a little murder song. She, you know, with her white baby father, who is abusive to her and very controlling, the sheriff stops by their home to essentially tell Keyshawn and her baby father that they are not going to be pressing charges against Diamond for the fight at the pink on the last season and the baby father is really upset about that now while Keyshawn is in the house getting some lemonade to bring out to the sheriff and her baby daddy the baby daddy phone ring and or not ring a text message goes off and we can read the text message that essentially the baby daddy was going up for this um manager position and he did not get the manager so Keyshawn is holding on to that information and is you know goes out there and the boyfriend is like really upset and he goes in the house and Keyshawn is talking to the sheriff and we can see that Keyshawn has a really good relationship with the sheriff um, and when Keyshawn goes back in the house the baby daddy is pulling out the pampers that Keyshawn hid last episode so that she could go out of the house to meet up with Diamond. And the baby daddy is like, I know you went to the dollar store to see Diamond. And Keyshawn is like, well, how do you know that? And he like, well, I got a tracker on your phone. And so we like, oh, now wait a minute. What's going on? And so, you know, the baby daddy really does not want Keyshawn out there. Keyshawn is like, well, listen, Little Murder is going on tour. I want to go on tour. I want to make this money. I'm making this money online. But it's nothing like being outside and really getting your name out there. And the baby daddy is not here for it. Now, Little Murder is gearing up for this show. Now, mind you, he only got one single. But listen, okay, he want to go on tour. He want to go on tour. He realizes the dynamic duo of him and Keyshawn. And so he offers last episode for Keyshawn to be able to go on the tour. And Keyshawn wants to go. Uh, but in this conversation with the baby daddy, and he's saying, like, he don't want her outside. He don't want her to do nothing. It's not safe. He needs to stay in the house and she can make money online. And Keyshawn is like, no, she can't. So Keyshawn said, I'm going to use the information I know to be able to do what I want to do. So Keyshawn texts Little Murder's manager and ask him to come over for a meeting about 
the tour. And so the manager comes over and is meeting with Keyshawn and her baby daddy. He's talking about the tour and it's talking about like all of the new advertisements that are on board because of Keyshawn. And Keyshawn is asking these questions like, well, wait a minute. So the money that we get at the door is going to be my money that like, you know, I get. However, the cost of the tour, our lodging, our travel is also the money that's at the dough. So essentially Keyshawn is like, well, listen, baby, I'm not, I'm essentially fronting this tour. What do I really get out of it? And she plays this game while the baby daddy is there. And essentially she's like, well, listen, my baby daddy, he about to get a manager job, even though we know that she know that he not. And she like, I don't even know if I really need this money. Like, you know, you're going to have to come with something better. And the manager is sitting there looking confused. Like, girl, you just said you wanted to. And so Keyshawn's like, well, we'll have to talk to you later. And so the manager leaves and he goes and talks to little murder who's in the car and he is telling them like I don't know what's up with her she talking all of this she, she want this she want that and he like well why would she ask me to come over then Keyshawn texts him and is like thank you so much for that I'll do the rest okay now we know what the rest is because now she's going to use that leverage where the baby father has not told her that he didn't get the job yet and here is this potential for Keyshawn to make all of this money so we get to the opening night of the pink and you know uncle cliff he like i ain't going to that it's his 40th birthday he in the house and so by all things considered the grand opening of the pink looks really 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 successful people are there autumn is in her business suit and she is you know walking around seeing the people throwing their money we got the dancers on the floor shaking a shake what your mama gave you and so it's really looking successful and i'm like well where is mercedes and these girls at and then whoo child listen i got scared and what really scared me was what what was the name uh what's salt and pepper's name Chappelle? that's a uh, whisper and roulette whisper and roulette when mercedes had whisper and roulette together trying to practice uh they little number can you keep up baby boy make me lose my breath okay listen mercedes shoulder cannot keep up and i i don't know why they be doing this with my girl and this is just a rehearsal i just mercedes yeah, I just is feel- just it's so funny because she just looks so angry all the time i feel so bad for her um, oh, i love it <laughs> she's so angry she's like uh-uh we didn't finish counting our steps y'all uh-uh they was like listen we got other stuff over here happening let's go over here and so I again goes back to like you said I think that she likes having them now but it's still like no I'm the OG I run this yeah and they keep calling her old. That is the oh, funniest shit. thing in the world. Like, she, because we, we found out, like, Mercedes is like 25. And so, like, you know, they like, she but in the strip club world, like, maybe that really that's is. That's all. Listen. Right. You know, and, and these babies are probably 18. Yes. Yeah. When she, yep. uh, when she had uh, hurt her arm and they said, Oh, you want me to go get some of that green rubbing green alcohol? Out. I fell, fell on the floor. I said, Oh, she going to fight you. Mercedes uh, and then left it all at her little uh, dressing table too. <laughs> <laughs> but not that I got the green alcohol in my cabinet. The young kids, they coming for right? Exactly. No, they really are. They like nonsense. We here now. We here. She gone. She's realizing it slowly but surely. <laughs> So the grand opening happens, and so the all things re- re- the re- grand re reopening, the grand, grand survivor re reopening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> and it's a success that it looks. The people are out there. The the club is doing what it does. The clappers mm-hmm. are clapping and you know it it looks successful. Yeah. It does. But this uh, is where I see clear. that power struggle happening. You said what? Mm-hmm. No, I was agreeing with you. It's clear that, uh, you know, Autumn financially might be in charge of the pink, but she ain't got the same yes. kind of power that Uncle Cliff has. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that power struggle. I'm saying, like, she can't handle issues when you had, um, what's your girl's name on the bar? Uh, one of the selected uh, Miracle Watts Miracle, yes, yes Miracle Big Watts bone. she was on the bar yes Big Bone Big Bone when she was on the bar and there were a couple other issues that were happening she could not resolve those like Uncle Clifford could so that's why I'm like she's realizing like okay maybe I do need him for a few things I can run the money side but he has to do the managing side uh, a thousand percent she was like listen what's Uncle Clifford club? what's his rule in the club they said girl you ain't Uncle Clifford at all at all sis yeah <laughs> yeah this is like she had all the things going wrong she had a fire in the kitchen she had yes. Miracle Watts twerking on the on the stage I mean on the uh, bar she had baby yep. drama baby daddy drama going on like a whole yep. paternity test argument uh, and like now Whisper is in the background like doing uh, like uh, psychic readings and stuff like that like it's, like, it's too much yes. going on for Autumn to be taking over right now <laughs> A lot happening, exactly. It was a lot going on, but the money was flowing. The money was flowing. Um, and we get to, I don't know, should we talk about Mercedes first or Uncle Clifford being taken to his party? <laughs> Let's go to Uncle Clifford since we kind of touched on that a little bit. Okay, yeah. so yeah, uh, Uncle Clifford was, you know, perusing the Instagram. Looking at, you know, Lil Murder, thinking of things, and Grandma downstairs said, you ain't take the trash out, I can smell it. <laughs> Whew, that took me back to my high school days in the summer. Did it? No. Uh, no. Yes, you, you ain't never tell your mom, like, I took the trash out, and then, like, <laughs> well, maybe she couldn't smell it, but it would be like 3 o'clock in the morning, Barbara would be right. like, Bryce! <laughs> <laughs> you ain't take this... Trash out, and now she's like, "It's the recycling. It's the recycling." So you didn't do everything. Yeah, come on. But 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 you see that what that is? That's her trying to get him out the house because he yep. like we all know at this point that Ernestine is in on the scam to get Uncle Cliff mm-hmm. to his birthday party. So my thing is, when I saw the little scream mask through the window, I got worried because you know there's some dark undertones to this season of uh, P Valley. So I was like, "What's about to happen to uh, Grandma Ernestine?" <laughs> but like when they start to try to kidnap Uncle Cliff. Uh, that's a big guy Like that's a big dude They tried to kidnap him With no gun And I was like Okay this is clearly a joke Because ain't no way That's what I was gonna ask you So what did you really think Was gonna happen in that moment Was your, Did your mind go straight Toward it's gonna be a party Or what were you thinking it was I, I did I, I got to there I got there really quickly Cause like I said My issue was Uncle Cliff a big dude like, So he about to put up a fight But right, they yeah. like But then I realized I said Why are they tackling him With that Trying to tape him down What is that going on Like you you have to hit Uncle Cliff with something And so The <laughs> fact that they didn't I said Okay This is like one of those You know 90s to Or early 2000s movies Where you kidnap your friend Take mm-hmm. him somewhere To be surprised And I was happy That that's what it was Cause That was like a split second Where I thought It could have got real dark here yeah. Absolutely. I, thought yeah, the, I didn't really know. I thought coming. the I thought the same thing until I saw the nails. I said, "Okay, yeah. Who, who's <laughs> like <laughs> who is this? Who is this and what they think they doing?" <laughs> yeah, that is weird. But here's the thing to all of my friends, I love a good surprise party, but if you ever try to kidnap me, what you going to do? We going to be Fight planning your life. Rules. 
Okay, yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing. So Uncle Clip is at this 40th roller skating party with, which again, I th- thought just so weird. Like, okay, allegedly it's all of his friends, but yet we two and a half years in the season and it's nobody we really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. It was it was definitely a weird party. We're we're a group of friends. I, I'm glad that they celebrated him. I'm glad he got his off that night. You know what I mean? But oh. it just felt misplaced. Yeah, uh, they did use this moment to give some shine to that uh, that where the money resides guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they had uh, showed uh, the commercial with Pastor Woodbine earlier in the episode where she was singing his song basically to talk about the church. And so I said, yeah. okay, y'all brought it full circle, gave him a little spotlight. But yeah, you're right. This is like the side of Uncle Cliff we've never seen. We've never seen him mm-hmm. outside of the club. So I guess he right. does have friends. It's just we don't know them, so we're not really invested in them. I wonder exactly. if we're going to get more of them throughout the season. I wonder that, too. That's a good point because it's like I feel like he kind of is pulling away from the club in certain aspects because your girl has so much control. So maybe we will see some other people kind of coming into play to see his relationships outside of the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just happy to see, like you said, Riri, uh, Uncle Cliff getting some this episode uh, yes. because I I thought that it was just good. Again, there are other little murders in Chuckalise, <laughs> and little murder ain't gotta be the only person that is dropping down to the flow. Oh my god! I don't think I was expecting that at first, but I was like, okay, he need this. This is his night. <laughs> And it was diet murder. Like this guy could have been little murder at first. I was like, wait a minute. Like me and Uncle Cliff both was looking like, is that is that little murder? Like it don't look like little murder, but right. they got the same vibe. You know, yes. diet murder showed up. So also, <laughs> I wanted to ask y'all a question: Was that Megan the Stallion with the producer? So remember when uh, Little Murder was calling his producer friend to say, like, we're going on tour, I need you. And he was like, nah, I'm in Atlanta working on a new song with a new rapper and you should be on it. And then, like, we never got to see the rapper, but then we saw Megan, like, we saw somebody's hands and the person was like, let me hear that again. And it it definitely sounded like Meg. And I saw her in some of the uh, pictures for, like, their little promo events. I forgot about that until you just said it, too. So I wonder if that's her. Oh, yeah, I hope so. That's a that's a, t- t- a Texas icon right there. So mm-hmm. I, I really hope they're getting her shine. Uh, another product of Prairie View A and M University, you know, tangentially, okay. we're, we're, we still claim her. Yeah. <laughs> and so while Uncle Cliff is at his 40th, not having the best time, but you know, uh, enjoying himself mm-hmm. back at the Pink, it is time for Mercedes set with the, you know, earth, wind, and fire. And it seems that Mercedes is out there and, you know, she's doing her thing, but it seems that uh, the other two young ladies are... I don't know if they're purposely outshining her or not sticking to the routine, but they are definitely like, you know, anytime Mercedes got the crowd attention, here they go jumping on yeah. the monkey bars on top of each other, swinging from pole to pole and the crowd like, oh, <laughs> and we see Mercedes. Mercedes feeling some type of way. And we yeah. know in practice, she couldn't do that 
upside down thing but now that these girls are not one time not two times but three times showing her up Mercedes is like I gotta do what I got to do and mm-hmm. what happens well, first of all, I think they came out like, look, lights, camera, action, we are here. That's how they came mm-hmm. out. They were ready. Um, and then it was, now it's a battle at this point. They're like, oh, sis, we about to show out. And Mercedes trying to keep up with the youngins. That's what's happening. Mm. Yeah, I, I love Mercedes. I love the <laughs> fact that when she dances, she looks like she's almost annoyed that you're not going to give her money just because yes. she is. Like, look, like look why aren't you giving me more money? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, she's looking at them like, why are y'all dancing so hard? This is about me. I love that. I love like a, like an unbothered stripper. You know, so uh, unbothered like, stripper. <laughs> yeah, she's she like, you you there, but she really don't care. Like, just give me my money. Uh, it's like, so I, I was enjoying Mercedes' performance. But yeah, you could definitely see that she was, she feels like she might be threatened by them. Like, like I, I said this last time we talked, man, Mississippi kind of outshined her at some point and took off on her own. Autumn is now in charge of the club. Mercedes thought she was going to be the one to get out and go do big things. And it seemed like in her, yeah, her current field, yeah, she's not at the top of her game right now. And so, uh, yeah, that fall, she, I mean, I don't know. I thought, I don't know why I thought maybe at the last second she was going to be the save herself. But, I did too. Ooh, I did too. Mm. I'm not sure why they like, why they even sent her out there with those girls. Like it really should just be Mercedes set by herself. Um, mm-hmm. But, and so it's almost like they know she's the OG, but they're still like not respecting her in that way as well. So when you bring in new people, that's the type of stuff that happens. They're like, no, we the new people. We're here to shine. And now she's trying to keep up with them. And it's not a good look. It's just not a good look for her. And she knew her arm was hurting. She knew she shouldn't have done that. Yes. Listen, <laughs> girl. Come on now. I would have just been one one and two on the ground, not trying, like, ooh. Right. And uh, she wakes up. And child, th- this is where I be like, Chuck Elise, Mississippi. Because who's okay. going on with the, the voodoo this season? Like, it, <laughs> it's giving... <laughs> First of all, vibes. when did Diamond become a damn doctor? Uh, okay. Hello, let me know. So Mercedes wakes up and Autumn and Uncle Cliff and Diamond over top of her. Uh, Uncle Cliff said the lines at the hospitals was too long. So he took her to the next best thing. Uh, which was Diamond. And here's the thing. If I fall and bust my head, waking up to Diamond might be the medicine that Stop I it. would need. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You be weak in the knees. Know. Stand up, right? Yes. Stand up. <laughs> I guess. Stop. Weak in the knees. I can hardly. But yeah, so then, you know, Diamond is like, well, whoa, does it hurt at night? And she's like, yeah. Then he's like, turn over. So she turns over and uh, he is, you know, how would y'all describe it? I don't know, like performing in ecstasy. That's what it that's what it felt like. And clearly nobody was surprised except for Autumn. She's the one who didn't know what was going on at that point. Yeah, it's um. It, it, this is when this, the show is getting so kind of eerie and mystical yeah. it's all of a sudden right like in the past it, it hasn't been supernatural but right. here we, we got Diamond performing what yeah like what Bryce kind of says like an exorcism or he's yeah. he's trying to pull this bad energy out of Mercedes arm because he said it's seven pounds of energy that pressure that you need to pull the trigger of a gun which we saw Mercedes do and so yeah. you know it is, the, it is the deep south you know and so these are things that are practiced there and so yeah. I'm not shocked but it's 
just like I don't think we ever got any clue that Diamond could do this you know exactly and I think it's kind of what you said as the South right it's people kind of like their sins right they're kind of now coming to fruition like oh lord remembering what they did you saw a glimpse of that with that pole moving too remember when mm-hmm. they were having practice but mm-hmm. I, I think you're right like we just had it we didn't know this before so it's kind of coming out of nowhere like well wait this is what he does now how, how are y'all weaving this into the show that's what I'm trying to figure out I, I'm not sure I'm not sold yet yeah, I, I'm not sold on it, but Mercedes seems to think that that means that she is going to get caught. Yeah. Yep. yep. She, she reads that as a sign. That's what I'm saying. Them so sins are catching up now. Right. It's like they convinced themselves that, you know, they apparently they chopped up the body and threw it in the river. So, right. you know, it was going to be a thing that happened and nobody was ever going to talk about. It. But if it's still if you're carrying that weight on you physically. Yeah, I think I would start to get kind of worried that this is something that I'm not just going to be able to leave in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And if Diamond is making a shrine out of the dead guy's ring, um, creepy. sir. Creepy. Now, he yeah. was saying that he, maybe y'all can help me understand, because he was saying he was keeping the ring uh, for his protection. Um, but it sounded like uh, the protection was that if one of y'all fold, like, I don't know, it sounded like he was like, I'm going to hold this over your head if uh, any, because it seemed like they were like, I'm the only one who knows where the body's at. So why would I want that to come up? But why, why you got this dead guy ring? I, right. I don't understand that. Cause that goes uh, with his little voodoo stuff he doing, child. It's like yeah. a shrine or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he said it was a root. So he, yeah. in his in his in his thing is like, I got the ring. He probably did some type of you know spell or whatever you would call mm-hmm. it to make sure that like as long as I have this ring, I'm gonna keep the body maybe at the bottom of the river or wherever yeah. it is. Um, but like if it like. If they if they find it or something like that, and, you know, it's probably something to do with that shrine that is really like a protection thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I really do think he doesn't trust them to keep it a secret. I mean, no disrespect to Uncle Cliff, but I'm pretty sure he admitted to that crime while he was getting kidnapped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 absolutely. So, they were all kind of like, "What? What? Tell us about yes. this." Yeah, what body did you chop up and throw in the river? <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really thinking that Diamond's doing that for all of their own goods um, yeah. because. The, I don't know. I think Autumn would fold, quite frankly. You think uh, so? Yeah, uh, I, for sure. Uh, there's no question in my mind that all, out of all of them, it would be Autumn. Colorism. <laughs> Let's see how y'all do. Right. <laughs> no, I just don't trust Autumn. I, 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 I say that because I feel like I... At the end of the day, she would give them up to save herself because that's the only thing we know of Autumn is that she was this lost soul. And she just Mm -hmm. popped out of nowhere. And I feel like they they kind of restated that again when Mercedes was like, "Uh uh-uh, I've done enough for you. You got to go at this point. Like, I'm just not feeling you. And I feel like they still don't know her either well enough to trust her. Uh, Yeah. She put her out. Mercedes mm-hmm. said, you can't wait till the morning. Get your stuff out tonight. They just took seven pails out my arm. Get out. That's so gone. She's like, I'm not ready. I don't have, you know, I can't. I need a little more time. Why you don't have no money yet? What well, and, and, so, and that for me is the other thing. How is it, Autumn, that you are so busy, business savvy, you can make all of these big moves for the pink, but yes, you can't find a place to live? Mm-hmm. See, suspect. It's yeah. like weird for me. Two things. It's like one: Do you just really like Mercedes and you just want to be there, or is it there's something else to you? Yeah, it, it's definitely more to her story that we still haven't figured out. I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so being as though she has nowhere to go, where do you go when you have nowhere to go in Pink Valley? <laughs> the strip club. <laughs> uh, so she is at the strip club, and this is my thing. Does does the pink have a lock on the door? Because really? I just <laughs> am so confused. Autumn is there in her intimate apparels, uh, you know, drinking a little brown liquor, and you know, I guess she somewhat misses the pole a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So she was doing a little bump, 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 bump. Bonk, bonk, you know, and then all of a sudden, Dre walks in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys don't close at five anymore? That's <laughs> guy. <laughs> he just gives me creep vibes. Yeah, I, I, I don't trust Dre anymore, but I, uh, I definitely could see in that moment. Dre being Chappelle like wait y'all stop selling chicken wings at 4 30 <laughs> so what you still doing in here oh I'm sorry you here too wow that's crazy that's wild you wild <laughs> uh, but yeah we see that Dre and Autumn get back together Hmm. Uh, and 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 as we lay, hmm. oh no, we forgot about the promise. As we lay, your wife Come at on, home, Dre. Your wife at home. Okay. Hmm. And yeah. here's and go ahead, pal. Well, d- this what I was saying is that like this makes me not trust Autumn because I don't trust Dre. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. telling you, he gives me creep vibes, and we clearly don't trust her, so she giving suspect vibes. It's just bad and, and all around. Should, yeah, and we shouldn't trust her. Like, I mean, in this episode, we saw well, one that she's the reason why Dre even went to the funeral. Like, she mm-hmm. she convinced him, and so we saw that his wife was telling him not to go. So we know right. that, as far as his marriage is concerned, he he he's still got a lot of strong feelings for her. Yeah. But even in that conversation with Uncle Cliff at the beginning where they're talking to Dre about the casino and Uncle Cliff is like the pink is off the auction block regardless of what happens with this casino we find out that Autumn actually is like well it's off the auction block for you, you but exactly. if the casino comes to me I'ma sell directly to the casino see they Autumn wants to cut the city out of the deal yeah. uh, and just like get the bigger deal for herself so she can dip uh, what was the line she said you don't ever hang up your clothes you just leave your bag packed in case you gotta yep. roll out yep. she ready to she roll make, out she's so. making plans she's making plans she's thinking ahead she's about that money and exactly. again why she doesn't need a place to stay why I want to play for something when I'm about to just be out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there you go she's gonna go get a lease why <laughs> <laughs> for, for why <laughs> exactly can we do month to month cause listen I ain't signed 12 months <laughs> so I ain't gonna be here that long y'all just don't know it yet <laughs> uh, and then we get to see uh, Sean able to leave the house mm-hmm. and to go on tour with uh Lil Murder and his cousin that just got out of jail. Welcome home, baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was uh, the the look in Keyshawn's face at the end of the episode for me led me to be like, oh, is there something more that I need to be getting into her about? Because I just felt like the look that she gave at the end when the, the camera kind of sort of zoomed in, yep. it was that little little smirk like it's mm-hmm. about to be my show. 
I felt like she's like, I ain't coming back. <laughs> That's how I felt <laughs> like she looked. Because she's not concerned with them kids. Mm-mm. She's just trying to get yeah. out. I, I I thought that was like her acknowledging her all the chess moves that she was making. Yes. You know, like, like check she, me, I made it. Yeah, like she knew about the the manager thing. She talked up her her role in the in the partnership to where she could probably she probably negotiated more money in that moment. Yeah. And she got her abusive baby daddy to been tracking her to let mm-hmm. her go on tour. Like honestly, it was kind of a good episode for her, despite her being in this horrible relationship. Yeah. She did what she needed to do, and so to get the last scene with her looking like yeah. I did got that. Got him. She's like, got yeah. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was no, cool. She definitely me. made some moves. I do, I do agree. Some, some calculated moves. It all came together at the end. She was like, and I'm out. Yeah. And, and I want to see her win. Uh, I want to see her win with her kids though. Like, I don't want to see her win. Like, with, <laughs> I know. Without. That's what I'm saying. She does not seem concerned about those kids. It's something, she just does not seem concerned. But I want to see how this develops and I want to see how she kind of comes back into the fold with the pink. Because somehow, it's going to reconnect at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, I listen, my predictions are the tour ain't going the tour ain't going to do the numbers they, that the tour is thinking that it's going to do. They only got one song, right? <laughs> so, what's they touring? <laughs> and little murder passing up songs with Megan Thee Stallion. So, exactly. it's like my brother. Yes. Yeah. And, and his deal kind of sucks. Like, he, mm-hmm. he in the 360 deal. Like, he in there. He, he, he in that deal. Like, that is a bad deal. And so... Yeah. It's all around not looking great for the tour. But again, mm-hmm. I think I think Mississippi is good enough to where she knows that this is just one more step in the right direction for her. Right. Like, I think she would leave a little murder at the drop of a hat. I it, do think she's beneficial. trying to be famous. I agree, Chappelle. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be famous. She is like, I'm going to do what I need to do, but I'm on the up and up. Yeah, and I'm mad. Listen, get your lashes deal. Get your uh, get the weight loss deal. Listen, come on, influencer. Uh, but yeah, I for some reason I just foresee that this is my prediction. Episode two. This is what the spirit is speaking to me. Somehow, some way, Autumn going to try to sell it, and they are going to have to like do a big bash to I don't know raise money or something, and so it's going to be like a little murder night part two, and that's how like mm-hmm. Uncle Cliff and Little Murder are going to like finally like speak to each other, and that's how like uh, Keyshawn will have to return to the pink. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I don't got I don't no spoilers. Know, I, no, I have a spoilers. question. Yes. What's your question? So we seen, you know, as far as little murder goes, we we saw that Uncle Cliff now just made a new friend at his party. Do you think mm-hmm. this friend is going to have a recurring role, or was mm-hmm. this like a late night hype type situation, or like you know, because little, little little murder is cool, but Uncle Cliff ain't got, like, he ain't married, you know, like he, yeah. this could this be a different love interest for uh, Uncle Cliff? No. This is the jump off for tonight. The, yes. The <laughs> only reason why I say that is because I'm going to go on my Chappelle uh, type of analytical thing. Mm-hmm. I think the only allure that Uncle Cliff got out of this guy was that, like, you know, for the four seconds that we see his intro, it's literally little murder. Like, so I think mm-hmm. that it's like the, the little murder attraction where he kind of like was like, you know, I'm going to just be nasty because of my birthday. But also, so we just got this thing where it looked like it really was him but you know it was supposed to be Uncle Cliff thinking that it's Little Murder so I yeah. think that it was just maybe him really just being like okay I'm in a drought and uh but that he loved Little Murder 
Yeah, I think he's just the jump off until him and Lil Murk reconnect. <laughs> uh, that's personally what I think. Like, he got what he needed to get for that night. It is what it is. And he's got, but I just don't know how long it's going to take for him and Lil Murder to reconnect. That's what I'm concerned about. But I want them to. I really want I want them to. to. So do I, but I like I like I mean, mind you, I yeah, I just want them to reconnect. Uh, but I feel bad for saying that because I feel like no, uh, like you know, you deserve better, Uncle Cliff. But I uh, uh-huh. I want them to reconnect and maybe like they can just work out something. Who knows? But yeah, I definitely I am living for the little murder Uncle Cliff episode because they love each other. You can tell. <laughs> well, they do. Like <laughs> little murder, for, like there's no doubt that little murder does not love Uncle Cliff. Going to see his grandmother, like mm-hmm. speaking those things, like oh, when he was talking through that door, and he was like, "Well, can you just relay a message to me?" And I felt like, like you said, Re, that he knew he was right there. Like it wasn't yeah. relaying a message; he was like talking to him. Yeah. yeah. Answers, boom. I want everybody to win. I need Mercedes to get some love, though. That's who we need to get some love in her life because, baby, she is angry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, that device is not doing the job. Is what it's are, not are at you all. saying? She's too pretty to be angry like that. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, if my mom stole a lot of money Ooh. from me, I gotta right. work gotta back at the thing. <laughs> I can't make the mortgage on my gym of my yes. dreams. I might be shaking my clappers and looking angry to the men talking about you. You should be giving me more money too. <laughs> This is mad. We're going we gonna to see how that changes, though. We want her to win, and, too. And my last prediction, uh, because, and I just, just like Mercedes and Autumn, I think these new girls are going to come into the fold of Mercedes somehow, some way, because Mercedes is like the mother of the strip. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there might be a man or something that pushes up on them that they might not, you know, they just, they're still greenhorns. And so yeah. I think that something is going to happen where Mercedes is going to like have to school them or save them and they will be more of a cohesive family. We'll see. I'm interested to see how those characters develop too. Like those girls on a mission though to take over. That's for sure. So and I don't know if it's about pushing Mercedes out or kind of being a team. But I want to see where they go with that too. Yeah, and, and Whisper seems to be connected to the spiritual yeah. of, of the whole season as well. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering where her role is going to play long term because as we saw. The pink is haunted, y'all. We we haven't really talked oh. about it, but it's a ghost. But it in is, there. For sure. uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and we, did we? Oh, so we. Oh, so you are right. There is a ghost in there. And when did y'all see when Autumn was in there in the the camera room? Then went out to dance. The guy that they killed popped up on the the camera yes. in the room that he died. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's what's gonna happen. The pink need to get gutted and just revamped. That's what really needs to happen. Get those Listen. spirits out of there. Listen, y'all. Yeah. I'll, listen, we can take that ten million, and we can we can rebuild the pink somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. I, what you think? I'm waiting on. Sure. Yeah, listen. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Cliff can't be in charge of that ten million. <laughs> nah. Yes, but this was a great episode, episode two of Pink Valley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with episode three. But before we go, Riri, where can the people follow you at in case they want a in case they want a little Riri and they Riri oh, no. Check me out at, at Survivor Riri on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe I'll bless y'all this week with something. I've been quite oh <laughs> yes. Okay, listen, Riri be she she be jet setting and pop up in bikinis and pools so you'd be like ooh okay it's so, coming oh listen <laughs> we are here for in Chappelle what you got cooking over there 
Uh, you know me, still podcasting about anything people will call me to talk about. So I'm going <laughs> to just uh, keep go- keep that going for a little bit longer. So I think uh, on Silent Podcast recently, me and Gia Worthy, we talked about the black survivor Mount Rushmore. Not that y'all would know anything about that, but mm-hmm. I think y'all's name might have come up a few times in that conversation. Ah. Uh, we just highlighted, we took the time to highlight some of the black survivor players because as y'all know better than, better than I do, that y'all don't always get the edit that you think you should get or like the like they lean into a lot of negative stereotypes and so we showed some love to the icons that got us watching the show it was a very fun time um and so check that out if you are uh, if you want to hear us brag about bryce and sharia we had a good time over there on silent podcast we also uh did an episode recap of the first season of i mean the first episode of survivor vanuatu with the bitter jurors pod uh g and i we hopped over there to help out christine to talk about that uh, rob and i are still doing the nothing but netflix podcast Podcast where this week we talked about the new Adam Sandler movie Hustle, starring Ooh. Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah. It's a good basketball movie, uh, y'all, and so check that out. out. Yeah, I, it was a good one. It was a good one, and so that was a good time. Uh, and then just follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet out the links to everything else I got coming up. I should be talking about 90 Day Fiance this week with Puya. So uh, check out all that and just uh, follow me, and, and I'll keep y'all posted. You working, working. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep a job. Okay, <laughs> okay listen. Yeah. He better listen. He got how you think he get all them ones for the drive by uh, car wash? Make that, make that money. Don't let it make you. That's is what okay. they say. <laughs> yes, I love it. And we'll be back next week. We out of here. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? So who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And I feel like this person has been all over the podcast. We've been covering this young lady's story for a while. Uh, she was in a conservatorship. Now, I probably said that wrong, but listen, y'all know what I meant. Okay, she's had a turbulent relationship with the media. You know, she got financially free from her father. You know, she didn't uh, told us she had a boyfriend. She stayed on the Instagram dancing kind of weirdly. Uh, she recently told us that she was trying to have a baby. She then shared with us that she had a miscarriage. But this past weekend, the one, the only Britney Spears was married to her new husband, Sam A. Now, I ain't even going to try to pronounce his last name. But listen, Sam is a cutie patootie and I am just I'm happy for Britney and I feel like we cover Britney on this podcast with the casual tea and anytime there is breaking news I try to keep y'all informed but I think that it's important you know what I say give we give they people they flowers now whether or not we agree with this marriage because you know they was in talks with the 
the prenup and Sam was saying that after five years he should get more money but listen we ain't here for that we really just want to celebrate our queen that is Britney Spears she got married and that's something that she wanted to do and I feel like listen that has to be her right if that's her choice then we got to get behind Miss Hit Me Baby one more time and celebrate her I was on the internet looking at the photos and everything seemed to be really really cute and child I woke up Saturday morning and TMZ was saying that one of her first husbands, Jason Allen Alexander, was trying to crash the wedding. Baby, he had to get tackled because, listen, he wasn't coming to the wedding. A mess. But everything looked it great. The photos looked it cute. Brittany looked it happy. Her husband, Sam, looked it handsome. And then we saw that, you know, Madonna was there and her and Madonna kissed like they were on at the VMAs a couple uh, well, a decade ago. But it's just really good that Brittany, she wanted to get married. And if this is what you want to do, then listen here at Purple Pants Podcast. We support that love and encourage you. And by way of making you the freak of the week, Miss Britney Spears, congratulations uh, to your newfound union. I hope that it brings you many years of love. I hope that if you want more children, you have all the children that you have. I hope that Sam is a great man to you because, you know, if not, we over here, we will be on attack mode but seriously like congratulations to Britney I really hope that you are happy if Miss Britney Spears and her new husband are the freak of the week that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode thank you so much Purple Pants Posse for always supporting and listening to your baby boy you know it means literally the world to me if you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast we are available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play where Wherever you can find podcasts, the Purple Pants podcast is awaiting for you to hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that it's seven pounds of pressure, cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants podcast, you better get your headphones and listen up quick, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.